This is the Bushwick Book Club Podcast. I'm Susan Huang with Episode 10 for Still Life with Meredith by Anne Lewinson. The book is 90 pages, but it's 90 pages of rock and roll, if you ask me. It's dense, like 100% dark chocolate dense, with sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Well, sex, death, art, isolation, obsession, and science, exploring all the boundaries and the fluidity and definitions, like the flip-flopping of genders that happens when the male labroidus fish dies in a coral reef and the largest female can now secrete a hormone that turns her into the new husband for six or so females in the group. Stuff like that. Of course, then there's the matter of Marie Bonaparte's clitoris, which was surgically moved six different times in her life, and these are not even the fictional elements in the book. The narrative is told from the perspective of a woman living in isolation, surviving largely on a liquid diet, who used to work as an animal wrangler for art installations. The book was rife with inspiration for new art of all kinds, and the contributions from the artists and musicians were so varied and interesting, I am really excited to share them with you. The original live stream was held during one of the initial weeks of the protests for Black Lives Matter, and what we were doing with our show seemed pretty insignificant compared to the major events around that time and the movement that was quickly gaining momentum. I remember Timothy Dark was having technical problems with his internet in Las Vegas that weekend, and we weren't sure if he was going to be able to submit his video in time to share, but he did. He got it in, just under the wire, and we shared that video near the top of the program, and it was such a moving and powerful piece. He was able to tie in what was happening in the social justice movement with themes in the book. We donated proceeds from this show to Brooklyn Bail Fund and Black Visions Collective. You can still support them, of course, at brooklynbailfund.org and blackvisionsmn.org. Let's start with listening to Timothy's piece now. We'll be listening to all the songs from the show, plus intro segments and thoughts from the artists and musicians that were recorded later. We'll also get to hear the author, Anne Lewinson, in the show. Right now, here's Timothy Dark. I haven't had a drink in a year. They say if you're at an event without a drink or a cigarette, you disappear. Maybe that's why I'm invisible in this party they call the world where the coyote kills the fox that kills the squirrel. I'm just a goldfish in a blender and they're dying to hit the button. Eradicate me and turn me into nothing. So I take small strides and try not to make noise, but I'm already one of the boys and the color of my skin is highlighted. So I keep in isolation as much as can be and try to benefit from the sparks of my creativity. As women fight for respect in a raging sea of male domination, I smell the flames of rage burning throughout this nation. This abomination, we've been very patient for you to do something. For to you, we are just animals that need to be wrangled. Resist or not, we will be strangled. I inhale the scent of pot tended by the sun and imagine the revolution of women, black and gay people becoming one. No competition, just understanding. 
Is that too much to ask? Am I being too demanding? In a land where you smacked upside the head and dared to respond, but now it's on. Cause I've stepped in the same river more than twice because there's one river and it flows with the blood of those before us who paid the price. I hear the words of the wind from these once beating hearts. We need to listen to each other. That's where it starts. Thank you. Please welcome our author, Anne Lewinson, author of Still Life with Meredith. Yeah. So anyway, it is it is about a woman who lives in a storefront and she never leaves. So it's kind of appropriate that it's coming out at this time of, of social distancing. So she's she's kind of ahead of the curve here. Her roommate is Meredith. She's she's uh, waiting for for Meredith to come home. Um, and but she's she's waiting. So she's sort of a, a still life. But she is um, she works in a museum. She's an art handler. Um, but basically, she's an animal wrangler. Most of the art in the museum uses animals, living and dead, as materials for their art. So um, that's her job. And she's waiting for her roommate, as I said, Meredith, who is an emerging artist, to come home. Um, so the part I'm going to read uh, is where she uh, first recalls how they met. There was a flea circus in a sealed fish tank outfitted with tiny trapezes and trampolines. Circles of magnifying glass were affixed to the sides of the tank like portholes for close-ups of the acrobatics, but the fleas just buzzed around. A large terrarium held what purported to be a sacred glimpse of an alien civilization, but it was really just an ant farm. At the center of all this was a small Ferris wheel. One passenger at a time, please. You must be under 5'5 and 120 pounds to enjoy this ride made entirely of recycled metal, with a seat of Coke cans that crunched when you sat on them. Every afternoon at two, there was a freak show in which heavily tattooed musicians hammered nails into uncomfortable places. I don't think you'll be surprised when I tell you what happened. It was about a quarter past two. The freaks were halfway through their show. Metal Man, so called for the hunks of metal poking through his face and chest as well as one assumes less visible parts of his body, was to lift a set of 50 pound barbells hooked to the two, found, two foot long metal rod that bisected his nostrils. This required an impressive backbend and the gallery was so quiet you could hear the ants farming. The barbells went up in the air. The room held its breath. It was at this moment that some kid thought it would be hilarious to take the ball from the mayor dunker and toss it at Metal Man in what were presumed to be his heavily armed nether regions. What followed was a chain of reactions worthy of Rube Goldberg. The ball hit the balls. Metal Man doubled over as the barbells fell along with the two foot rod and attached bits of nose, all of which rolled into the funhouse mirror so fast that they shattered a shard of mirror flying into the dunking booth and the exposed eye of the mayor plummeted straight into the water, banging his head so hard on the glass that the booth smashed, flooding the gallery and nearly electrocuting the woman sitting on the stalled Ferris wheel who was propelled with the force of the shock smack into the ant farm. Only the fleas remained unscathed. Um, we now have a series of videos. Um, this first one is from Gary Burton, and we'll also be seeing work from Lisa Barnstone. Please welcome Gary Burton. Uh, and thanks for uh, a fantastic book, a great read and great inspiration. I was uh, very taken with the notion of the talking clitoris, uh, and who wouldn't be? 
so my song is about that. I hope you don't mind. We've had a little bit, a bit of fun with it. And uh, my song is called Aficionados. If your clitoris could talk I would take it for a walk Down by the river We'd go punting on the camp I'm an Aries, I'm around Still I'm a giver, giver If your clitoris could speak We'd go dancing cheek to cheek Down by the bandstand We could tango in the shade I'm Sir Galahad, you're a maid So take my glad hand Glad hand Let's communicate, mutual debate Let's communicate, mutual debate We could stay up late Discuss the cosmos, yeah Ooh, let's communicate, mutual debate Let's communicate, mutual debate don't you know we'll make aficionados, yeah And we can go for that, can go for that, yeah We can go for that, can go for that, yeah We can go for that, can go for that, yeah We can go for that can go for that, can go for that, yeah, we can go for that, 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 yeah. Personally, I love pipe cleaners. Pipe cleaners and egg cartons and construction paper and rubber cement, the raw materials of preschool. We had a show at the Museum of Kids Work next to the art made by professionals out of the same materials and the kids' stuff was so much better. Sometimes I'd buy a pack of pipe cleaners just for the sensory flashback, watching the fuzz spring up as my fingers ran over it, bending and twisting the wire and then trying to bend it back the other way so that it would look like untouched virgin pipe cleaner. I was no artist. That was Meredith's job. So I didn't actually make anything out of pipe cleaners, just observed them. Observing, that was my job. When you've decided to no longer participate in the world, just observe, it changes everything. You stop wanting, stop needing, because desire demands engagement with others. You merely watch, like an owl or a lighthouse. Please welcome Don Ralph of Life in a Blender. Naturally, um, I gravitated to the part of the book about fashion, because I'm dressed for fashion. Here we go. You can't be seen without a cigarette. Rise up above the din of molecules. You can't be heard if you're not sick of it. Ready to be the spaghetti among the jewels. And it hurts 
to be so brash and it hurts to cut your path and it hurts to be the one to be the one with style and it's worth every head you turn and it's worth every bridge you burn and it's worth the envy you get the envy in every smile so you slip them on and you curl your tongue and you whisper ready or not here i come and you take each stride with your legs out wide and you know you'll have the eyes of everyone fries take me forward you'll see them a minute before i even turn the corner fries you're my savior you've been a lifesaver oh they are so major Good Lord, it's Elia Bisker. Oh my gosh, this book was such a ride. I, I, I think that's exactly right. I came out of it with this like, like sense of having encountered like the, the, these ideas about the violence in art and like the violence of the gays and violence against women and like all of those things being kind of overlapping in this really complicated way. All right, and here's, uh, here's my tune. Do unto others just what I deserve Carpet is littered with little dead birds Paint me by numbers or sever my nerves Count down my fate and the stories I've heard Ten blenders holding ten goldfish Nine girls with eight pictures of bones and of books what have you done with the spoils of the hunt the shoebox in the back of a closet a tiffany box wrapped up by an angel a thump like a heart from under the floorboards this whole installation is swimming in Barbie's seven brothers turned into ravens. The legs pressed together must form three dots. 
first met. Maybe you haven't encountered me yet. Who is the falconer whose eye beholds death in the paintbrush? You've captured my soul. in the biz is balls we are now joined by the ma- amazing sargasso who comes to us from his hypoallergenic chamber via etheric megaphone the amazing sargasso is not just a fortune teller he's a fortune shaper a fortune shifter he sees the unseen he smells the unsmelled greetings to the benighted the blessings of the preborn upon you in this time of testing, whether you are receiving me via emergency pantomime or the federated eyes of Laura Mars. When my former business associate, Opal Winifred, told me she was starting a so-called book society, I implored her to continue her work as founder of the Sargasso Institute of Mandatory Hectoring, but she chose her own way. Now, the preborn have told me that the scorn I heaped upon her little scheme was all a part of the cosmic dance, a polka whose oompahs would lead me at last to the sweaty embrace of the Bushwick Book Club and their noble effort to make reading extraordinarily complicated. <laughs> I am in receipt of the society's current subject, a brilliant pamphlet regarding mental hygiene and the history of psychosis entitled Still Life with Meredith. Last night, after an absinthe frenzied reread of this unclassifiable work, the preborn vouchsafed to me the anthem for our fledgling institution. Please enjoy the performance of it here and now using the traditional glummer horn favored by the plague doctors in my mother's family. In the aircraft carrier of your dream, she keeps a marvelous menagerie of narrative schemes. And while you search for the latter, co-hid even better, your bent's made evident by the dent in your sweater. The aquarotic dolphin old rider found a lesson in getting astride her. You better watch that fin, cause when out becomes in and you reach the beach, it's far too late to save your skin. Now if you're literary, or just literal, you'll find that your phallus is merely ballast in a story whose glory is strictly clitoral. Who needs Lacan? She'll carry on. So call on the spirit animal wrangler or choose the beast to say the least. Confess it to your analyst, if not to a priest. Just let the beast out of a cage so you can go for a ride. The preborn have sanctioned this message. Good night and wear your mask. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much for those messages from the preborn. Please welcome Dan Turner. Hello, this is Nan Turner. One of the things I loved about uh, the book Still Life with Meredith was the depiction of Meredith. 
She was the it girl. She was such a big personality. Um, and I guess the main thing that struck me was the sadness of it, of being friends with someone who so completely takes all the air up in the room. Uh, and I just wanted to explore that with my song a little bit, like what it's like to feel a little bit lost in the presence of someone else. Um, so yeah, my song is called Fading. I hope you enjoy it. From the guilt on your face, I know you should talk to me. I'm used to being on your sideline. No pressure of a main event. I'm just looking for your tent. Soft shell crab. Tired rat. The smell of you lingers. Sex at my fingers. I dust your sculptures. Then I break them. I draw a hot bath. I wait for you to get back. I know I should go. I know I should say no. But I am soaking up your light. Nothing ever feels. You draw the outline, I fill it in. You send a postcard, I was your friend. I am fading, I am fading from you. Had grades that did not some parts of our life you forgot. You got the part with this somersault, like Mary Lou Retton soaring over that fall. Cut it out, move it around. Cut it out three times the charm. Cut it out, move it around. Cut it out, it's in your arm. What? Bye. Yes, a memory. If it This is Susan Huang. I was struck by the narrator's huge desire and need for connection and the tension between wanting her place in life and all its inherent messiness, gooiness, bloodiness, and the slippery uncontainableness of emotions and what we do to fill that need and what we do to compensate when we fail at filling that need. I wanted to tell that narrator that she is the river she's looking for. She's 
She's the carrier of the ovum and possesses that one organ that is there solely for pleasure. She is the connection she's looking for. She is the river. And it's okay to want things, even if she doesn't get them, even if she experiences pain. Also, I wanted to mention, I was struck by how many moments there are in the book where you don't want to be eating a soft-boiled egg while reading. Agnes Blanikin and Jesus' foreskin, for example, also historically true. But you don't want to be spooning a soft-boiled egg into your mouth while reading that part. I wanted to give you the benefit of what I've learned through experience. Here's my song. Trying to remove the animal from the animal, the mess from the living, the blood from the woman. There's a truth you're forgetting. How do you try and not get wet when you're the river? No matter how many times you step, you are the river. Do you love me? Do you love me? Life in this dimension is a time-based art. Plot is a convention of the patriarch. Go ahead and climax until you fall apart. No denouement. Your river. Do you love me? Do you love me? Can't keep still the wild clit, a hat telling it to her forge and her adventure. She'll make it home to bridge the distance between. And that vagina that you measured Between observer and observed Art and the witness Between you and Meredith Agnes and the foreskin That's one hell of a communion Do you love me? Do you love me? Do you love me? Do you love me? There's no still life No still life Joy Askew. Hi, this is Joy Askew. And uh, I'm just looking at the questions. Something you remember about this book. I remember that it was difficult to follow, but I really began to identify when the clitoris told the story. And I did not think that my song would end up being so emotionally connected. My experience of the show was I was a little bit disappointed uh, that I forgot some of the lyrics and I would like to post my lyrics somewhere. And a question for the author, would you write in the same style if you were writing another book? Makes a flower What could change by being poked and moved? It's fair to say I 
find out exactly what that is When sun and rain in their glory Makes the flowers open by and by Let's just let's just have it. Let's have Jetty. Hi there. My name is Jet Black Pearl and I live in Portland, Oregon. Every page could have been inspiring enough to to write a whole different song or two or three different songs. Um, so eventually I just chose to at least um, use a very repetitive pattern for the song because it talks about ostinato and um, I also used the fact that it talked about um, Dutch painters and a travel in France and there's different cultures in Africa being described so I just mixed it all up all the languages and um, musical influences and my song was born Kijk hoe klein de kokoen 
I wear a tapeworm Making love would be so fine 22,000 sex organs Playing all at the same time Instead, I am just hearing an ostinato thrusting in my brain The creaking joints of an absent lover's bed Breathing, pounding, gasping, a hellish refrain since he's played a Bushwick Book Club show, but please welcome Chris Rail. Clitoral surgery is pretty low-hanging fruit for a lyricist, so we're moving target. And But I had an alternative title, which was Prisoner of Hadgadia. So here we go. I got to move it around. I got to move it around. Cause it takes some probing to find my happy sound I got to move it around I've got to move it around It's a moving target and pleasure can run aground There ain't just one location where freedom can sing outside of where hope collides with my mind, yeah. I've got to move it, move it, move it. Everybody gotta move it. 
to hang with me You've got to be a prisoner of Her pleasure is here, here, here Mounted on a pin in a jar by the door Who is it for all the lonely people of Please welcome our next performer. It is Amanda Thorpe, all the way from London. And uh, here she is, Amanda, hi! This is a, a very, very fresh song. It's um, only just come out, so we'll uh, just see how it goes. Wasn't always like this, but since you went away, my desire, my hate is making me pay. There's no need to go out, cause there's plenty to see inside. The stomach rang, churning in my mind, watching paint dry is demanding of time, but all I've been asking for. I've been waiting for, I've been wanting signals and signs. Passionate, precarious, the pendulum swings, the clock's ticking loudly between the extremes. You're testing, 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 testing me. You think the world is yours to play as you please, you take to the floor, demand you should be free. What is real? What is real? 
Please welcome Nick Balaban. Hey, it's Nick Balaban, and what you're about to hear is my interpretation, my song interpretation, of Anne Lewinson's great book, Still Life with Meredith. Uh, for me, the main character is not Meredith, but is the narrator. And the narrator's relationship with Meredith is just one of the many things about the book that I found fascinating and resonant in the resonance that I felt with that relationship, uh, I think might be universal. So here it is. I hope you enjoy it. It may not make sense, but it may kind of make sense. Why should we listen to she? But everybody listens to Meredith. Meredith says we met yesterday, not at the Camp Peace Blossom play. And everybody listens to Meredith. performer. Her name is Mia Pixley. She's uh, performing from Oakland, California right now, and she also is the head of, o of Bushwick Book Club Oakland. So please welcome Mia. I kind of thought that the character was like Meredith. Like she has, like, she actually doesn't, Meredith doesn't actually exist. Like it's all in her mind. That's, that was my feeling about it. Um, but uh, the ending sentences is, um, I dream of Meredith with the light brown hair. I've got some of it, all of it. I will ask the Katoris, did it dream of Marie? So I don't know, I just thought it was so stirring and 
creepy and longing that that's where I took my song. Still a heart, still beats, cold night, no sleep, but still life with you, stand still, I dream. Still hard, still beats, cold night, no sleep, but still life with you. Stand still, I dream. With Meredith is still alive. With Meredith, I dream of her like brown hair. I Please welcome Sung Yuni Lee. Okay, guys. Thank you so much, Anne, for sending me this book. When I received it, I felt like I was lost in this vast, empty ocean. And um, you reminding me of the sensual aspects of life was so, um, sort of woke up all of my, um, the human aspects of myself. Anyway, so the dish I'm going to make with you today is called Still Life Kanji. And as a culinary instructor, um, it's, I strive to help you understand the basic principles of food and how to create something that will feed your sensual yearnings. So in my still life, I've collected some things from around the house, um, things from the garden, things that have a lot of strong smells. Um, a dead bird is right here. And um, we're going to make a dish that is basically a rice porridge. 
So kanji is the Asian moniker for rice porridge, and we're going to make it in like a two-step kind of framework. So the first thing is that we're going to create a broth, and the broth is just a flavorful liquid. Um, the, this, these are clams, and they don't open up until you kind of gently simmer them, and then you can take the flesh out of it. Just like a woman, you, it just needs a little bit of soft, gentle encouragement. Um, <laughs> anyway, so uh, I, I had this thought, and this, this thing, this thought comes to me a lot, which is like, has to do with, you know, food, what they call food porn, and just pornography in general. And I sometimes wonder why there's so much pornography in our world. Why do we need to look at flesh so much? And I, I have a theory that part of the reason why is because we're so removed from the cooking process, so we don't get to, like, look at this beautiful thing between these shells. We're removed from our original source, and I wonder if we could teach ourselves, if we teach our children to touch food, to get information, to, to work with food and like learn what we're supposed to do from it and get this like tactile, sensual quality from it. Um, I wonder if we could fulfill the sense of lacking that we feel about our own sensuality. You look up a kanji recipe, it's very easy to find out what kind of ingredients you want to put in it. And then if you learn about the energetics of food and the qualities, that um, these foods, how they can serve you, I think you can become the master of your own healing. Um, and if you make the kanji, please send me a photo. I hope you have a really good meal after this. Thank you, Anne, so much for this wonderful book. Thanks, Yudi. You know what? You know who's coming next? It's, a, um, it's Charlie Neal in time. Okay, lack meets need. Let's reap the whirlwind. Here we go.
Thanks. Oh my God, that was such you a great, great song. This next piece is Teresa, Toro, and Don Ralph. A Zoom meeting is about to begin. Attended by Marie Bonaparte's clitoris and Jesus's foreskin. This is their first visual date after meeting and corresponding on Tinder. Neither has online dating experience, and the pandemic has isolated them. But it's me. Can anyone see me? I, I can see you okay. What do I need to do to see you? Um, well, if you can see me, I'll just keep talking. I'm a little shy, Marie's clitoris. You say clitoris? I mean, it's what do you like to be called? Um, you can call me Marie. Um, it's fine. Um, I mean, you had a Tinder photo. It, you really looked fine. And I'm sorry, but that photo that you see online, it, it's an old one. I, I keep meaning to update it, but the, the newer pictures are on my desktop. I, I never get around to it. These millennials, they get a laugh out of all of us. Nothing ever changes, though. Century after century, let me tell you. So, um, uh, how about you? How do you spend your time? Well, I mean, I do a lot of research, you know, um, mostly science. Um, and I move for work. And I travel a lot. So, uh, how do you feel your days uh, these days? Wine. Lots of wine. I have this thing I do of water. Wait, it, wait. It, um, uh, you're going to think I'm crazy. I'm getting this smell. Um, I could swear it's coming off my computer screen. No, no, you're not crazy. No, that, that's me. Uh, I've got this really sweet smell. It's like a nice, thick honey. Yes. Comes right through the screen. How can you tell that from there? It's just who I am. I told you, it's me already. Occupational hazard, you know. Um... <laughs> hey, you want to see something even cooler, though? Here, close your eyes. Wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. We just met. I don't even know if I want to pursue this relationship for a scan. I mean... I would be your first, and I'm way more experienced than you. Well, yeah, I, I know, I know, but still, tr trust me on this, clitoris. Uh, close right. your eyes and just reach right. out towards the screen, just like this. All right, all right, all right. Now give it a second. All right, now what? Breathe, breathe, clitoris. All right, wait, wait. What's what's happening? What's happening? You feeling? I, I feel you. Wait, wait. I'm not alone over here. Wait. Here, What's... take take this. What? What? Wait. How did you do that? How did you do that? I You're welcome. You. You're welcome. It's just, it's just what I do. All right. Is this really a date? I mean, who are you? I am who you need me to be. Right here. Right now. But I've got a five o'clock, so I have to go, I'm afraid. See you later. Thank you again. You're welcome, and I'll see you around. I'll oh, see ya. I'll leave you with this. Cheers. Thank you guys so much. I want to bring all the performers back and the author as well. And we can have a last um, round of applause for all the performers. And thank you for joining us. <laughs> Thank you guys for making new stuff.
Ah, and 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 now this is where we 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 hug the author. Thanks, Anne. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Susan. Thanks, Elia. Thank, Thank all of you. Elia. Oh, you can still donate to the kimchi tip jar. That's always open for you. So don't forget that too. All right. Bye. Again. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye. Thanks for listening to episode 10, Still Life with Meredith. A huge thank you to author Anne Lewinson for her incredibly stimulating, thought-provoking, and art-provoking book. Thanks to all the amazing contributors to this show. From Brooklyn, Gary Burton, Elia Bisker, Bill Tipper, Nick Balaban, Joy Askew, Teresa Toro. From outside of New York, we had Timothy Dark in Las Vegas, Don Ralph in Seattle, Nan Turner in Kansas City, Jetty Swart in Portland, Amanda Thorpe in London, Chris Rail contributing from Maryland, Mia Pixley in Oakland, California, and Sung Yuni Lee live streaming from Delaware. Thank you for making new art and music in this time. Thank you for creating more book-inspired times to share. Thank you for listening. For more songs about books, visit our Bandcamp page and bushwickbookclub.com. Our Facebook page and YouTube channels have the replays from all our live stream events, plus a lot of other footage from past shows. If you'd like to support this podcast and songs about books, we appreciate your donation via Venmo to at Bushwick Book Club and via PayPal to Trout, that's as in Kilgore Trout, T-R-O-U-T, at bushwickbookclub.com. The Bushwick Book Club podcast is produced by Lusterlit. That's me and producer engineer Charlie Neeland. Look, you guys, we just had book-inspired times together. That's what this was. Thanks for being here. We'll talk to you next time.